Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Thanks for downloading today's podcast. It's Tuesday, November the 3rd, two days until we go into another lockdown. We've got more reaction on that, a project hoping to help families this Christmas, plus a look ahead to tonight's Gillingham game as they hope to end their run of five games without a win. Well, back to coronavirus then, and the latest stats today show cases in Kent have continued to rise. 1,863 were recorded in the county in the final week of October. That's 500 and 51 up on the previous week. 11 of the 13 areas of Kent saw an increase. Only Gravesham and Ashford had a reduction in cases. The number in Swale is particularly high at the moment, while Thanet has seen a sharp rise too. Well, first, let's hear from Dr Julian Spinks, who is a GP in Strood. He's been speaking to Joe and our colleagues at KMTV. It's going to be fascinating to see um, how Wales have uh, fared with the more limited lockdown they've done, the circuit break style one, um, because they went that little bit earlier. And we know um, that really the earlier you hit these viruses uh, and lockdown and prevent spread, the bigger the effect. And probably we've ended up with a one month lockdown because it was delayed. Now, people over 60 and those who are clinically vulnerable are being told to be especially careful with these new rules. They're not being told to shield, though. What would your advice be to those who are maybe at risk or who were definitely at risk before? Well, the lockdown this time isn't as extreme as last time. Mm. And so it means that people who are at risk need to be extra careful because there are more people about. Um, Previously, very small numbers of people were in the streets because very few shops are open. Now uh, you need to uh, keep that distance, wash your hands regularly, wear a mask, really important that one. And that will then minimise the chances of catching it from somebody else who's asymptomatic. Just to look at some of the numbers for Kent, there have been two more deaths in the last 24 hours taken Uh, the total to more than 1,600 now, and more than 2,000 new cases in Kent in the last week. Hearing those numbers, do you think that we will be out of this second lockdown as such by the start of December? I think it's difficult to say. We are seeing up in the northeast that some numbers are starting to drop a little bit, and it really shows how difficult it is to stop things going once it's set up. But in Kent, we've started a lower base, which means that actually lockdown is more likely to succeed here. So maybe we will get out of uh, lockdown by the time we get to the beginning of December. It's fair to say some of the measures this time around are a bit more lenient than they were before. You know, you're allowed to mix with maybe one person from another household and, and childcare bubbles, for example. That you can still take your, ch- uh, your children to, to visit your grandparents and look, they can be looked after if that's the case for childcare. But is that the right thing to do medically? I think it makes... Um sense really because children haven't turned out to be big risks for trans, uh, transmitting things. I think the fact you can only see one person outdoors um, and not in your back garden is, is showing a significant uh, sort of tightening in that situation. But you are allowed to do as much exercise as you like and I think that's important. Unlike back in March, during this lockdown, schools will be staying open. Parents might be rejoicing. However, there has been some debate as to whether it's a good idea or not. Alan Brooks is chair of the Kent Association of Head Teachers, and this is what he's had to say about it. I think finance is clearly important. Schools have had no additional funding since September for all of the COVID secure measures they've put into place. That is becoming ever more expensive as more staff are off sick, as the weather gets worse and the windows stay open and the heating bills go up. So clearly there is that. But more than that, we need to know more about testing for staff, 
a regular testing regime should be put in place. We need to know more about PPE. We need to know more about whether they are expecting full opening or partial opening. They've said full opening, but back in August, the department talked about rotors for secondary schools if an area went to tier two. Well, clearly we're way beyond tier two, or we will be on, on Thursday. And so exploration of that is important. We know nothing about vulnerable staff. In, back in March, April, vulnerable staff were, were asked to, to remain at home. We don't know if that's going to be the case again, in which case we won't have sufficient staff to open schools fully. We don't know about children from vulnerable families, whether they are being advised that it's okay to stay at home or whether there will still be some threat of a fine if they choose to, uh, to remain at home. So there's a lot of detail that we, we don't know as yet. And I'm afraid this government are not terribly good on detail. We do wait a long time for these sorts of things to come through. If we get to a situation, and to be fair, more and more schools are already on some sort of rotor system because of the numbers of, of year groups and bubbles that have closed because of COVID positive tests. So we need to know a lot more about the laptop scheme. They have cut that recently by 80%, the number of laptops going out to schools in areas. We need that reversed and we need it increased and increased very quickly from the remote learning point of view. So I'm afraid more questions than answers just at the moment. Well, visiting has been suspended at Kent's biggest hospital ahead of Thursday's national lockdown. Bosses at Medway Maritime in Gillingham say you won't be able to see patients on wards or go with someone to an appointment, including maternity. Meantime, Covid street marshals have been introduced in the county. At least 10 people will patrol high streets, town centres and shopping areas to remind us about things like social distancing, although they don't have any enforcement powers. And the government's being urged to rethink lockdown restrictions on youth sport. Only elite level activity has permission to continue once tighter measures come into force from Thursday. Well, Folkestone and Hythe MP Damien Collins is former chair of the committee which oversees the Department for Digital, Culture, Media and Sport. He says it's important other participation continues for health and education reasons. Young people who are involved in elite training, be that in Premier League academies or in athletics clubs, that they are on an elite path and that is part of their education as well as part of their physical well-being. I hope the government will do both, reconsider youth sports and clarify that elite junior sport can continue as elite senior sport can. He's written to the Culture Secretary with the support of Chatham and Ellsford's Tracy Crouch and Maidstone's Helen Grant, two former sports ministers. Kent Online News. A Chatham man who tried to arrange to meet an eight-year-old girl in Cardiff is starting six years in jail. Nicholas Jenner was actually speaking to an undercover police officer. The 47-year-old from Meadowbank Road was already a convicted sex offender when he was arrested in October. There are calls for a farm near Sevenoaks to be closed down after a bull died when it got stuck in mud. Police were called to Clarks Lane in Halstead on Sunday after the animal was unable to move for over 24 hours and eventually had to be put down. Concerns have been raised about other animals in the past and 38,000 people have signed a petition. Meantime, hundreds of animals are due to be culled after bird flu was identified on a Kemp farm. Government officials have confirmed a one-kilometre restriction zone has been placed around Chookies near Deal to limit the spread of avian influenza. 
Tributes are being paid to a hairdresser who died in a crash on the M20. 22-year-old Josie Smith from Herne Bay was killed when the car she was in crashed into the back of another vehicle that was parked on the hard shoulder near Maidstone on Saturday. Friends and clients have described her as wonderful and lovely. Now, an organisation in Kent that tackles deprivation and poverty has come up with an idea to make this Christmas easier for struggling families. The Thanet Iceberg Project is asking people in the area to nominate those who need extra support. Chief Exec Alexander Rourke says there's lots they can offer. Maybe they need help with finance, maybe they need help with presents, maybe they need help with decorations, maybe they just actually need somebody to phone them up around Christmas and talk to them. It's all about hope, it's all about trying to help people build their aspirations up and up and up. Everybody and anybody can move on from where they are now and they can start to have more, do more, be more. No one is stuck where they are. They've set aside some money to help 50 families in Thanet over the festive season. Developers have revealed plans to double the number of homes they want to build on part of Sheppey. Permission has already been granted for 700 properties on Lower Road in Minster. Now it's hoped up to 1,500 carbon neutral ones could be built and it could lead to a new primary school and recreational facilities. And Panto organisers at Kent's biggest theatre say it will go ahead despite the second lockdown. More than 12,000 tickets have been sold so far for Nurse Nelly Saves Panto, which is due to open at the Marlow in Canterbury on December the 11th. The government has allowed rehearsals to continue and it'll be performed to a socially distanced audience. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham travel to crew Alexandra tonight, looking to end a run of five games without a win. Our reporter Luke Cordell will be at the game for us. So, Luke, a bit of a slump in form for the Jills after a pretty good start to the season. You've watched all of their games. What's gone wrong? Yes, it's five games without a point for Gillingham and um, five games without even a goal at the minute as they head to crew Alexandra tonight. You can put that down to a couple of factors, really. They're playing good teams. They've played Sunderland, Ipswich, Fleetwood, Portsmouth in the last few weeks. Teams that you'd expect to be battling for promotion in League One this season. But not only that, they've been missing some glorious chances and and really missing the chances to beat some of these big teams. Sunderland, they missed a penalty. And I think the rebound off the penalty was even easier. They had a man sent off in that game as well. Ipswich Town, they missed some guilt-edged chances. They should really have won that. Fleetwood Town, they had the chance of, of beating them. But... They've lost to all of these teams and they're just not sticking away the chances. Um, They're getting ever closer to an unwanted club record, if you can call it that, stretching back to the early 60s when they went six games without a goal. Um, They certainly don't want to match that tonight at Crewe. 470 minutes without a goal at the minute. And that's they're crying out for one. But it's not the fact that they're not not creating... They are creating chances, sorry. They are creating chances... And I'm sure the goals will come, but they've got to come soon because Crew are probably one of the, the lesser likes in the division. But after that in the league, they then play Lincoln City, who up until recently were top of the league. They then host Charlton Athletic, who, as we know, are a big team in this league. So the games aren't getting any easier. And League One this year is probably as, as hard as it is has been maybe for a decade. So these big teams that have got big reputations, big budgets, good players... They're coming on a weekly basis, really. Um, The results obviously haven't been great. And you can put that down to maybe playing those good teams and and not taking their chances. And hopefully once the the run of of those 
games are over, when they play the likes of Wimbledon, Bristol Rovers, Swindon, Doncaster, there's a better run of games coming up before Christmas. So you'd like to think that maybe by the time we get to the festive season, then things have evened themselves out a bit, which would be good considering they are plummeting down the table. I mean, they were fourth at one stage after beating Oxford United in mid-October. Everything was looking rosy. Um, but since then, they've dropped to 17th. And they, like I say, they haven't scored a goal. But um, things performance-wise, you could say that, that it's not bad. That they're, they're doing all right. They're creating chances. They're, they're looking all right in attack. But if you're not going to put the ball in the back of the net, then that is a worry, really. Let's hear what Steve Evans had to say after Saturday's defeat to Sunderland. Listen, we're the only option is to walk hard and fight. I've been in the trenches many times when it's not been so good. Never lost four or five in a row in my life, though, in my career. So what do you do? You get in the trenches, you get up tomorrow morning, you hop tonight, don't sleep, all the stuff that managers and staff go through, and you come in tomorrow morning, you lift the group and we go again. That's the that's the plan. Um, you know, we'll have a look at personnel and then we'll, we'll shape a side ready for crew. We're a very decent side, we're not particularly at home. And how do you see the game going against Crew Alexandra? Crew came up from League Two last season. They've had a mediocre sort of start so far. You certainly wouldn't put them up in the uh, the top half bracket. So it's a real chance now for Gillingham to get some points, and you'd really, at the very least, hope they get a point and and at least score some goals tonight. And um, they are coming up against a team with a striker if he plays, Mikhail Mandron, who finished the curtailed last season um, with two goals against Sunderland in a two-all draw. Um, they wanted to keep him. They couldn't afford him. He's now playing for Crew, but Crew have had their own problems in front of goal. I don't think they've scored in their last two either. So it's a game between two teams, both at the wrong end of the table, both needing goals, and it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. Thanks ever so much, Luke. Well, kickoff is at seven and you can follow the action at Kent Online or via Kent Online Jills on Twitter. That's it for today. But don't forget, you can also subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do that, head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.